the Late Night Legends podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. Fourth of July, everybody. How'd, how'd I do, Leah? That was great. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I know you like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I wanted to go with something a little bit more rock because it's Fourth uh, of July, and that's how. As an American yeah. who likes rock and roll, I figure we go that instead of the regular. I, I do love rock and roll, so I can't I can't hate on it. It's more party than than what we usually open with, which is like depressed girls <laughs> singing about black magic. I mean, except when we get my favorite. The Blood Rave will always live on. The Blood Rave is good. I'm, <laughs> I'm a fan. All right. For sure. Shall, shall we begin? Yeah. So tonight, since it's my choice for topic, I wanted to talk about tarot and kind of what goes on in my personal life, I know I've done a lot of tarot readings and had them done. And so I wanted to bring on a friend of mine, um, Zach, that does tarot readings, who is a shaman friend of mine that I have known and has done some readings for me and things. I know even like our very own Wazi does it occasionally, as we saw the other day for Allie. Is it occasionally? Because we were talking Wazzy, to her and the girl pulled out a deck of cards. It's, it's not occasionally. I will pull a card anytime. She literally, we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about your tarot card. I, I totally get it. Done a little, but it was true. Uh, I like, love you. Yeah. So the minute they mentioned tarot cards, I just pulled it out of my purse. I was like, yeah, you want to read me? And I, and I did a reading on Allie and it called her out immediately. So, um, I would definitely <laughs> like to know a lot more about your, about your tarot readings as well. We'll take it away. Well, I'm going to mute myself. So go ahead guys. <laughs> but uh yeah so zach why don't you tell us a little bit about uh you and how you kind of got into this i i didn't fill everybody in on your background so well it, it started early i mean i've always kind of been a weird kid but um <laughs> it started actually really in high school um i just picked up one of my mom's tarot decks like she had messed around with it when she was a teenager and whatnot and you know it I'm not going to say, like, I saw some white divine light that said, oh, you need to do this. It was just kind of, oh, well, this is kind of cool. It's kind of fringy and edgy and shit. And I don't have anything better to do. But shortly after, I got my own deck and started reading for friends of mine, you know, in high school. And when you're that young, you, you're you're kind of enamored by the, the whole mysticism aspect of it all. But it, then it kind of gets scary. And then, like, it, <laughs> you start getting accurate and then you start seeing people break down into tears and it doesn't it stops being fun 
and um, I kind of gave it up for a while, almost a decade, because you know the last meeting I did was for myself. It is in regards to a relationship that I was in, <laughs> and it kind of foretold that she was indeed fucking around on me. Wow, and, uh, which card is that? It, you know, <laughs> it's always a combination of cards. Oh, okay, and, and I'm very ignorant to the whole thing, so bear with me, I'm a we'll child. We'll go through it if we got, if we okay, got time. Cool. But, um, yeah, it's the arrangement, it's, it's where they are placed in the arrangement, and it's if they come up face up or face down. I mean, they're always coming face up, but right side up or upside down, rather. And it always indicates either a positive aspect or a negative aspect or kind of a neutrality or something to work on. But um, when you're messing with shit, you know, at, at the tender age of 16, 17 and 18, and then it starts getting real, kind of like, yeah, you, you know, I don't I don't know what I'm messing with. <laughs> so and, and you know, raised raised Roman Catholic um, and then, you know, eventually just kind of broadened out to being raised Christian. You, you, you fear for your soul. Um, when you start messing with things that are taboo or otherworldly or forbidden or f extra phenomenal, whatever. Zach, um, you said that your cards have brought people to tears. What was one reading that really impacted you? Uh, it was, I'd have to say, one when I did when I was a teenager. Um, there was a close friend of mine who the arrangement of the cards suggested that, and I'm not going to use any names or get into any deep, deep specifics because you know every reading is deeply personal. But it was it indicated a trauma that she had never told anybody about, and so she was really unnerved <clears throat> because, as skeptical as she was, it, it's not like I knew anything that had happened or was said to her or done to her at any point in the past. But the card knew that there was a secret that she was holding that was holding her back, and she needed to find some help for this. Um, and without even saying a word, she just she just broke down, and that's I I stopped that. And then my next reading was for myself with the relationship that I had subsequently mentioned, and um, that was it. I hung it up for for about a decade, and then just uh, I. To be fucking honest with you guys, I, I had a significant mushroom trip, which kind of changed my perspective on the universe and on monotheism in general and the powers that we play with. Um, not everybody has the ability to harness. And, you know, you, you see people who, you know, they live their life by the deck of cards or they have to meet with somebody every day just to get a heads up on what's going on. It's because they can't channel that shit for themselves. And it, it's up to people like us who can channel it and manage it. It's like it. it, it my favorite scene in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is at the end, where like they're all holding the Infinity Stone. Yeah, I love like, that they scene. They, they have to regulate the friggin' power within them in order to keep it at bay. And that's that's exactly what life as a shaman is like. Is we pick up on the emotions of other people, whether we want to or not. <laughs> so when you kind of let go of preconceived notions of what God is, what the universe is, and what the energies that we're made of are ultimately the energies that manipulate us. Um, it, it kind of broadens your perspective on the entire universal path and plan. And I don't mean to speak as a holy man, like, oh, there's a holy divine plan. I believe in divine chaos. I believe in the universe. And, we're very, very lucky and 
we are indeed special to be experiencing life on this planet as we know it because the life that we're looking for on other worlds we're looking for microbes we're not even thinking about things that can think but if you 100 you know, what i love about neil, neil degrasse tyson he extrapolates well you know we're only one percent different than a chimpanzee and we praise their their greatest things as the most trivial of ours and if you extrapolate that to a degree above us um and a, a being that would be just one percent different in art and their dna from ours their einsteins and galileos would be like you know their toddlers would be self-recognizing calculus like they'd tack it up on the fridge as a kindergarten project you know it, it's like that's <laughs> So how how big are we, and then how small are we, and then it's about really recognizing your relative insignificance. Real quick, Zach, just wanted to put it out there, and then uh, Wazi can say because I know you wanted to say something. We've got Steve, Doug, and Lord Cronus all listening in. They like the topic, and they'll let me know if they have questions for Zach or questions for any of us. Uh, and yeah, sweet. Certainly. Yeah, I think Steve is playing some uh, World of Warcraft while he's listening in, so that's pretty cool. And uh, go ahead, Wazi. Right Nice. Uh, yeah, I would also like to mention that I'm watching the chat as well. So if there are any questions that we miss, I'm also here as Thank the you, next Rosie. device. Thank you. Um, but Zach, I wanted to actually ask you. So you mentioned briefly that it changed your views on monotheism. So would you be able to elaborate on that? Only because I did have something very similar happen to me. And I just wanted to know uh, what your perspectives are on that. Absolutely. Um it was because it was when I was at that point where I was willing to, you know, not diddle the dose, as St. McKenna would say it, <laughs> uh, and just ju jump what? into the abyss. <laughs> don't, don't diddle the dose. If you're looking for the, uh, the universal experience, the God experience, it's five dried grams or above. Oh, okay. On my, on my first 10 gram trip, that's when I saw our creator. I also really quick uh, want to let you know that we've got a new listener that's talking to us, uh, Juliana Marie, saying insightful and inspiring. Thank you, oh, Juliana. That's my, that's my mother. Oh, that's my mother. Oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. Hey. <laughs> awesome. But um, so I I do mention that I've met our creator, and you know that's up for objective analysis. You know, that's our creator as I have perceived it, and I perceived it as formless and sexless. Uh, but with a distinct feminine energy. And Ooh. so it, it was it was really changed my perspective on religion. It changed my perspective on women as part of our species, as part of our culture, um, as, a, as a whole. And more to that point, it, it was laughing at me. But not just me, it was laughing at humanity, but not in a mocking way. It was kind of nudging me in the chest, wanting mm -hmm. me to get in on the joke that it mm -hmm. found humorous all of the iterations of God that man has come up with for what it looks like. <laughs> okay. And it, it came, it, just to kind of wrap up, I know I'm, I'm rambling, but. I don't know, please. Divine that we're all just eyeballs of the same universal perspective, that every human being, every life uh, is unique. Some have it easier, some have it harder, some are rich, some are poor, some are homeless, some are just given every opportunity, some have to hustle every day for the minuscule mm -hmm. opportunity. So and my next question, I'm sorry, go ahead, keep important. Go ahead. Sorry, they're all important for the overall picture of the human experience, which it itself cannot experience. 
Right. Okay, interesting. So the so then my next question is, since you see this embodiment of the creator, and it seems to have this very distinct female energy. Now, does that come in the form of almost as I know a lot of people when they talk about looking for the creator or, or meeting the creator, they also um, some people say they see it as the source. Now, when you when you saw the creator and it was embodying this energy that you speak of, it, was it in the form of would you say like frequencies almost? Would you say it was like a ball of energy or would you just say it was just an overall like it, you just felt it all over around you and it was kind of like an omnipotent type of energy that is like I'm all one and one is all type of um, perspective? It, it's a combination of your last three sentences. Though. Okay. It okay. Was, it was not like a, it wasn't a ball. It okay. Was, it was it was formless. Okay. It, was, it had it had <coughs> containment, if you can imagine it. You know? Yes. Yes. It was not just of one color. It was of a radiant light. Like if you can imagine a cuttlefish. Yes. Or, uh, something can illuminate a, a multitude of different colors. Okay. It was like that, but shifting, constantly again the energy that i felt overall was again omnipotent but not omnipotent like it couldn't do everything mm -hmm. but it knew everything okay <laughs> so, so it's, it's more um, it's more omniscient you know okay yes you, 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 you can't be everything you can only you gotta correct one right. or two of them right omnipotent in order exactly. to do everything because if you could do everything and then you knew everything well then what the hell you wouldn't need us you know right exactly you got to draw a line somewhere and right. so that's where it explained it to me is that you know you got to get in on it because we're all we are all one and we all are of a distinct perspective and when you die that perspective it plays back like a movie to our creator and when i see creator i'm not saying oh it's like this i'm being that put us here at a specific yeah yeah in time. Mm -hmm. no i believe in the universal creation theory you know like we have we evolved from from we have from whatever the hell we evolved from it's not you know, adam mm -hmm. and eve they're they're metaphors and their myths and their their stories to teach morality um but at the same time okay. go ahead sorry <laughs> no i go ahead ali and then i will answer my okay. question <laughs> i have more of a question for this okay so um i've dabbled with a few you know who's in that genetics and stuff and i've had several people tell me that once they have a bad trip they can't go back uh, my question is, these people that I've talked to, which have been like five or six different people, said that they got to that God experience, you know, and it scared them so much that they just never did it again. What is like your thoughts on that? Or like, what are, Absolutely. have you had that happen before? Oh, yeah. Like people Absolutely. mentioned it that? Was, like It was that first, that first significant trip that I had. And to go back to, uh, you know, Wazi's um, notion of, omniscient and omnipotent, um, it ties into that. So I really thought that I overdid it. Uh, I thought that I had pushed the line just a bit too far. And I, I literally, I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. I was hung up on my couch on the floor like this, comatose, but I was awake. You know, like I could see and perceive everything and it was moving at a snail's pace. The second hand on my analog clock was just. And the inner, inner voice inside me said, you've really fucked up now, Casey. You've gone and done it this time. 
You're gonna be fucking comatose your entire life, just like this, a drooling fucking idiot, and all you're gonna do is be able to think but not express. And this is the exact opposite of what you wanted, son, isn't it? Isn't it? And it just got like bigger and bigger, and how much of a fucking fool I was for doing this. And and then, as in my paralyzed state, I stood up as if on puppet strings. And then this big booming voice came up inside my head and filled me with a radiant warmth and said, if everybody would just shut the fuck up, he's gonna be fine. He came to us. Let's show him around. And then it sat me back down on the fucking floor and said, you wanna know what it's like to be a god? Witness a moment as time. Not in time, as time. And I had a little stack of papers on my floor. And I was now on all fours staring at it. And it lifted up off the ground, spun around, shuffled, and then sat itself back down. And then I looked at the clock on the wall, and one fucking second had gone by. And I know I was tripping balls, but at the same time, the significance that I found in that moment caused me to start questioning every fucking thing because after i had that that weird crawl through the sludge as it was because like if you if you're a connoisseur of the mushrooms you know that there are there are levels it's like the stairway to heaven you know what floor you're on based on the dilation of the time based on the frequency of your thoughts your, your hearing gets better you know what stage of the game you're at and it's got a personality it it brings to you knowledge of eons because Fungus has been around longer than we have. And they pair with the trees, they pair with the plants, and they bring knowledge of nature. And so after you crawl through that sludge and emerge to a different zone, you've got that cosmic knowledge. You're connected with the birds, the trees, the the animals. Like, you know what the fuck is going on. And it's indescribable. It really is. You have to know it to be able to really talk about it with somebody. So that's very interesting. Um, I actually wanted to mention two things. So one of the things is that you brought up is that fungi has been around for a long time, which allows its genetic memory, its DNA to be encoded and basically go through thousands and thousands of years of evolution and how to survive and whatnot. But on top of that, something that's very interesting that reminded me of this was um, how trees actually communicate. So, you know, it, it said that when you're in the ground, like you're on you're it's on a potted plant, it's in the dirt. And the roots are intertwining with one another, regardless of what type of plant it is, they speak to one another. And by doing so, the ones that are usually the more weaker plants or the ones that need more help, you know, they're able to communicate and provide resources as a whole in usually in the forest and, and kind of bring that life back together. So that's very interesting that you do bring that up. And then another thing that you brought up that reminded me, um, have you ever seen the movie Con? Constantine. Oh my God, with Keanu Reeves? Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, ages ago. I, I yeah, couldn't okay. quote anything from it, though. Okay, so that's the love of my life, but that's besides the point. But that movie, <laughs> that's besides that's the point. That's our closing music, Wazzy. I don't know if you realize that. Did that's you know amazing. That? Have you I seen, fucking have, love have you. you listen, have you listened to the end of the podcast? That's our closing music. There's oh a suite God. from the movie. Okay, go go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. No, <laughs> I just, that just went over my head. Okay. Um, 
Uh, so in, in Constantine, what happens is when he he's obviously able to see things for those that have not watched the movie. Constantine is very spiritually open and he's able to see demons and he's able to see angels. And so obviously a lot of it goes into alluding about the Abrahamic religions because it talks about angels and demons. Now, what's very not to interrupt you, but that is because it's the most easy plate to serve to the public. Yes, it is the easiest way to provide that metaphor. Yeah. Yeah, it if is. You, if you disregard the monotheism aspect of it all and just translate it all to energies, yeah, positive, negative, chaos, mm -hmm. order, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's a completely larger message. It, it definitely is, and I agree with you. With the way, with all the movies that were spiritual, with Keanu Reeves starring in them, like The Devil's Advocate, Constantine, uh, even though a lot of them had that monotheistic or that Abrahamic, um, what is it called, that uh, that influence it's still or perspective it still did um allude to a lot of the things about the questions that society had as a whole in regard to spirituality and the reason being is that when um constantine asked for help and he wanted to go into hell to rescue um the girl in question because she needed an answer he needed an answer from the girl because her twin sister was still alive so they were trying to figure out why the plane on earth was imbalanced why demons and angels were able to come and interact with humans and um so they were trying to figure all this out so he ends up having to go to hell actually but what's what happens is he kind of like looks into his cat and his they say that cats are half in and half out um so they you know he's actually going to a trance and he looks at the cat the cat's able to you know captivate that essence and kind of bring him into that portal and as he does and he steps into hell it's only one second long here on earth but one second here on earth is like the equivalent to uh, however long eternity in hell so that minute like that much. second yeah, yeah, and the second just stops. Like you could just see the clock just. Bad trips when we have a moment. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, and it just kind of like ticks, and you just can't see it stop. And at the same time, you see the girl that he has with him, the investigator. She, you know, she's kind of like closing the door. All of time stops, even like just for one second. And he's in there, and he's in hell. He's looking for the girl. He's getting he's getting chased by the demons and everything. And then he comes out, and he's like steaming hot with like fumes coming out of him and you know as the investigators closing the door she opens it again she's like what the fuck happened and he's like oh i just went and i uh, got the thing and you know he brings out the hospital tag of his twin sister or of her twin sister and is like here it is and she's like how the fuck did you do that in one second like you know but that's very interesting and that just brought an innumerable amount of time right exactly so that's very interesting yeah, and, and I definitely agree with you on one of the last things that you mentioned is that angels and demons are really the easiest metaphor for to be able to explain in regards to everything that we don't know or we question as the unknown or categorize it, I should say. Um, so I definitely do agree with that stance that you do have. Anyways, you were talking about part, trips. Part of, part of my, my thing as a shaman is that I try to unify that aspect within anybody who asks me for help. Like, I'm not, I don't advertise that, like, oh, I, I mend souls, or like, I, you know, like, I, I help, I do the shadow work with you, you know, um, and that's, that's a really important thing, because once you get to a certain point, then we're meeting with the bad trips now, if you're not ready to witness your ego melt to ash, it will fucking crush you. Uh, like, it really will, because 
your ego is your self-protective mechanism. It's our biological thing that keeps us safe. Yes. Motivated. It tells us how good we are, and it tells us how fucking shitty we are too. And And so, so, thinks that it's lost control, then it uh just starts using you. And then once it's once it's silenced, and once it really dissolves, and then you say, "Holy shit, I'm an act like I'm a spiritual being piloting a meat puppet." Like this yeah. is my physical form, but my fucking soul is timeless. Right. You know, like, and that's there's a there's a certain freedom that comes with that. And that's that's very interesting that you bring that up because even in in the psychological aspect of things, they really did uh, prioritize ego a lot, or you know, the sense of I identity, and mm-hmm. it goes a lot into it because it talks about. Um, like who you are as a person or who you identify as but but what does that mean what does that matter and how does that tie in with you who you are subconsciously or unconsciously or spiritually however you want to take a look at it and another thing interesting is as soon as you said ego i'm sorry i'm rambling so much but um this is like this is right up my alley so i'm just like oh my god um i'm fangirling so excuse me um there is uh <laughs> yeah. there is um an episode a minefield episode by Vsauce Michael um and uh he basically does a whole ayahuasca uh trip in I think somewhere in South America I believe so he goes there he meets an actual shaman who does the ritual with him for ayahuasca and basically like when he was describing what he was feeling and they kind of like show parts of the ritual and how they did it and like how he was looking progressively throughout the whole thing um you know one of the things that he was mentioning was you know he felt himself dissolving he felt himself just kind of just dissipating away and he's saying like he's never really experienced something like that but that brought him out and in a way he saw himself which at first he kind of thought like okay this is like the creator or some spiritual thing which in a way he's not lying because if you really take a look into what people say like we're made in god's image we're made in the creator's image (laughs) you you know And it's just so funny when you hear things like that and like, you know, you're seeing him say like, I'm seeing myself and he's saying this, like, I see myself out of my body and I'm staring at myself, but I am gone. That's, and you know, and he's saying like, he's seeing all these different colors and shapes and it's very interesting. Piggyback on the statement because my my most significant dose was 17 and a half grams. Okay. I went through the stages, like I mentioned, you go through the certain levels of stairway to heaven and whatnot, and you, you recognize what floor you're on, mm-hmm. you break through the ceiling. And at a certain point, you boil yourself down to just a single point, a pinpoint of awareness. Everything you know is melted away. You don't know who you are, what you are, any friends or loved ones or, or children or family you may have, it's all gone. And all you know is that you are. And it's a complete blackout of the senses. There's no sound. All there is is a white light, again, the size of a pinhead. And you just know that that's, that is you. That's it. That's all that's left. That's, that's, that's the fuck in it. You're a fucking photon. <laughs> And Nick, I mean, Zach, I have a question. It scared the hell out of me, but then I started to come down, and go ahead, go ahead. Is hell anything like the media portrays it? Like Is what? 
is hell anything oh, like hell. the media portrays it or I think and I'm going to I'm going to be a fanboy here myself. I think the mm -hmm. best description of hell that has been portrayed in the media modernly has been that of on Lucifer, the Netflix show. Because it's really it's you're harbored by your own guilt and you're free to walk out the door anytime you want. Um and I also agree with Lucifer's portrayal of Lucifer himself. I you know, I think he got a bad rap. And I don't believe that the devil makes anybody do anything. People make choices. <laughs> Maybe bad ones. They may not always be grounded in sanity. But the Ace of Cups came up as I was shuffling while... Uh, Interesting. Okay. It indicates that you're about to experience a beginning of new happiness. A blessing or love in all of its forms. Uh, joy, optimism, beauty, and pleasure, abundance and nourishment of spirit, emotional renewal, inspiration, imagination, dreams, or a new breakthrough in spiritual understanding. So, welcome to the show. Zach, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly just uh, piggyback off there on two things. One is I also pulled the Ace of Cups last night. Oh, look at you! Um, so that's very oh. interesting. Do you see how that's it, very it's interesting. all kind of unified? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's very interesting. It was your energy and your intent going into yes. the Yes. Yes. And another thing that I do want to mention here Anybody is... Anybody on this podcast know that she pulled the Ace of Cups that could have possibly told me? Uh, no. I didn't know. Where did you know? Awesome. No. So. No. I, uh, and so, and the other, <laughs> and the other thing, are, are you freaked out, Frank? Lord Crom, oh, so I'm reading the chat. There's a lot going on. Oh, the chat. there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm to keep it all together with the music and the levels of the audio. And stuff, okay. So I'm multitasking over here. I'm not freaked out though. I'm in. Okay. Well, so I have, well, look, yeah, I was going to say if there's some interaction on the channel, why don't we take some, uh, well, we got uh, Lord Cronus that uh, said Dante's Inferno. Your mom said that she loves the movie Constantine. Uh, then we I love you, Mom. Okay, Mom. You and I are, your Mom and I are going to get along so far. Uh, yeah, mom so. also said Allie has a Q, and then I asked her Mom what a Q was, but she didn't reply, so I'm not sure what that is. I think she meant to say, like, Allie had a question. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh probably. Gosh. Another news <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to add two things. I just looked at that and that's very interesting. So one thing that I wanted to say, Zach, really quickly is I definitely agree with you with your perspective of Helen, um, on Lucifer as well as how they portray Lucifer. Um, and the only reason being is, and the team knows this, um, is that I'm a chaos witch. I'm a dark witch. So a lot of the, the stuff that I do is related to, you know, the darkness if you want to call it that so what's very interesting is that when we were watching lucifer my husband and i when we were taking a look at this um my husband was at a point in his life for growing up he was always told like darkness is a bad thing like oh the devil you know like they'll say like the devil whispers in your ear and says all these things so go ahead i'm gonna say it's he's right darkness it, it when you're overcome by chaos and we're going to uh, anthropomorphize you know, chaos with darkness right when you're overcome by it then yes depression sets in absolutely self-destructive absolutely sets in. and yes you have to keep it in check and absolutely by doing that shadow work 
And I don't know what kind of chaos witch you are, but again, me as a shaman is trying to unify the soul, is bring people mm -hmm. back into wholeness. Okay. Is, is to look at the flaws within the self. Because again, going back to the mushrooms, that was the biggest takeaway from it. I see. Zach, you were wrong here. Mm -hmm. Clearly. You know, mm -hmm. This is a behavior you need to change. This mm -hmm. is, it, you can't be so bombastic. You can't be so... Mm -hmm so boisterous you can't be so right. domineering you can't be so uh, uh, and what's what's the, the right apathetic right apathetic uh, yeah ap you, that's the one there it, yeah and it, it's it's once that was kind of unlocked then i started feeling the emotions of other people without mm. control of it and so i know when somebody's in a fucking bad mood and won't talk yes about it. like don't bullshit me I can right <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes. So the reason fucking up my mood because right. Oh no, <laughs> I've had experiences where like I've felt like I've been overwhelmed with some energy that's usually negative. That's not from me, and I'll be like, okay, and I'll have a feeling who it is. I'll text him and I'll be like, what happened? What's wrong? And they'll be like, right. how the fuck did you know? And I was like, yeah. well, clearly you're the only one that's going to be causing it. They still haven't, <laughs> like, they still haven't processed it yet. Right. You I'm over here feeling your shit. So, um... you're an empath. And like, I got, I got this yeah. relationship with, with a long-term friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And you know, we used to date, but uh, mm -hmm. more like brother and sister now. And like, mm -hmm. like I'll just, I'll be having like a weird feeling in the middle of the night. And I'll be like, are you fucking okay? Right. <laughs> you're like, how the hell every friggin time and i'm just like hey at this point you know i don't right I don't i'm not the water i'm just the faucet guy, um, right it, it flows through me i don't have right. control of it and that and, and dead folks too yes but sorry i don't mean to be so like crass with that no thing. no no you're absolutely right i i do agree with you yeah you um know, they hang out now and it's like i don't see them in physical form but like i get weird feelings like i gotta reach out to this guy because somebody's yeah. about to get hurt or like disappointed or mm -hmm. needs to find something and it's like how the fuck do you know this dude and who is it i don't know some, some lady so nancy i don't know yeah yeah and she's, she's like my fucking aunt she just died like two months ago and i'm like i didn't know that i like, didn't know i just reached out to her sister because she's sorry <laughs> right you know? and it's like I'm close to this person that's still alive who hasn't talked to fucking Aunt Nancy in years, but Aunt Nancy held an affinity. Right, with this guy, right. You know? And that's, so that's very interesting. No, I definitely agree with everything that you're saying because you and I are like in a, in that same boat here. Um, and as far as to answer your question, I'm a good chaos witch. I don't do anything bad unless anything, I don't, I don't do nothing at unless that. They but... have <laughs> Unless they have a comment, then that's different. But um, I also tend to, what I believe, and that's personally because of the way I was brought up with spirituality, is I bring light through darkness. So I help, I try to bring that, as you were saying, unification of soul through looking into people's darknesses. Because that's usually where light is stuck, but it needs, it's just that one black hole it's something there that's just causing it and a lot of it what i mostly do with this generational chains and also going into psychological traumas but you know that combined with everything that allowed me spirituality but you know what's very interesting in regards to what you did say is um two things one i was looking well i was listening to what you were saying about lucifer and i definitely agree because my husband when he came in that was like the ideal that he came in with and i'm just always been the type of person that 
always question things because I've always had things imposed on me. So it was always, why was this being imposed on me? Why can I not know what's going on? Why, 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 why? So that led me into this. And when I was talking to my husband, I said, you know, I definitely am spiritual. I feel some connection to spirituality, just to all of this, but I don't see myself in that sense of like light or like being a light worker or something like that. You know, I don't see myself at all like that. And, well, and you know, you, that, that, that is exactly what makes you a light worker. Right. You live in the and right. When it's present, because you can't know the light without knowing the dark. And Correct. If we want to get into physics, which I'm a, I'm a big believer in. I love the universe. I love, I love quantum physics. physics. Just and anything that has to do that. Yeah. Darkness doesn't even exist. Darkness is an aspect of light. Yeah, it's the absence of light. <laughs> you can't yeah. even have darkness without the presence of light. Right. And, and when it strikes an object, be it a planet or a particle, it mm -hmm. has a shadow. Right. You understand the shadow, mm -hmm. but you don't fucking live there. Correct. I, I tell that to you know friends of mine because you know, I indulge in certain substances at certain times of the year, and it's a ceremony for me, and I keep my habits in check. But at the yeah. same time, it's those folks who abuse that habit right go back weekend after weekend day yes after day right and it's it's now you've kind of lost you've lost the message that this substance can bring to you because you have to come back to normality in order to process it and I, I i tell you mushrooms are my favorite substance psilocybin is my favorite substance in the world i'm a pisces and i'm you know, I'm comfortable in that space. Yeah. I, I yeah. figured you were a water. You felt like you embodied water. That's why I was like, mm, and, and, and I wanted to ask, but the mushroom experience is the complete Pisian experience. I that's, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, that's a just more. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, I don't go there any off any more often than four to six months at a time. Because I, I take my dose and I get my my answers and I process it. You know what you need and you know what you want. I don't, That's it. Yeah, I don't, I don't microdose. I don't, I don't do it on the weekends. I don't do it monthly. It's, it's, you know, it's when it's, I know when it's time, but it's usually between five to six months that I'll, I'll go on a trip. And I'll, ask, I'll have some questions in mind, like, what do I need mm -hmm. to work on at this point? Because mm -hmm. I've come, I've made these progresses. I've done this work, but what else do I have mm -hmm. to do? Because I'm still not unified. I'm right. Zach, do you meditate? Yes. You do? Yes. So the whole reason why I went into that tangent was because when we were talking about Lucifer, I had a very interesting experience that is probably going to take longer than needed. So we're probably going to go into that later. But um, basically, it was an, an, an instance, a conversation between Samael. So who Lucifer was before Lucifer. So... And, and that's very interesting because when we had this conversation and I was a lot younger, I was basically a child. And I remember going, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. I don't understand this. I think I'm hallucinating or something. And like something has to be happening. As a kid, I'm thinking like, I'm a storyteller. I'm a writer. I write stories. I'm thinking like maybe my imagination made something. And, you know, the first thing he says is, you've always questioned things. I questioned my father and look what happened to me. And I immediately went, what the fuck? Like, it's like something in my head just clicked. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And I didn't I realize it. Worst either was moved to Florida. <laughs> I questioned my mother. She kicked me out. And oh, well. Ellie won't leave me alone. Like, now he's fucking hanging out with me all the time. And, like, 
lo and behold, his favorite place to hang out was the pub, and I just got a fucking job as a bartender. <laughs> He's just like, you, I have something to tell you. <laughs> it's just, you see the cosmic irony. Right. Um, yeah, so, it, and, 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 yeah, it, and it's just very interesting to see how they, they portray it. <laughs> It's very interesting how they portrayed Lucifer because he was saying, he's like, I don't do shit. You guys are doing everything and you're blaming it on me. You know, like you are the ones doing this. Free will was given to you and you chose that for yourself. And I, I heavily, heavily, heavily believe that. And that is how I view the devil, Lucifer, Samael, whoever you want to call it. Um, and now what's also very interesting, I also see some truth in Dante's Inferno. And I'm going to say Dante's Inferno, the trilogy. I will say the trilogy. I will not say just... Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting because I named named my son Dante. And it was partially for that reason. It was because I went through darkness, I went through hell, and I had to go through all these different levels in order to be where I am now. And my son is the... Yeah. Your son did the same thing. He is a literal embodiment. When I say he's a literal embodiment, he literally is a literal embodiment. Like, and and it shows. Like he he's a fire sign. He's an Aries. Like he comes in full blown with his standards and his ambitions. He's only a toddler, but he knows what he wants. He has like this oh, yeah. immense strength that comes through him that you know is not through him really, but it's through him in his spiritual is he a fire way. Sign with a grounding moon. He is, uh, yes, yes, his moon is grounding. It's a Virgo, and his rising is a Sagittarius. So he has a, he's a fucking asshole, but he's uh, really great when he is. So that's very interesting that that's your perspective on hell because I have not met that many people that share that same idea. That's the thing that you, you forced me to talk about hell. I'm not even telling you I believe in it. Right. If I had to gun to my head, that's the most accurate. You know, Zach, and, and, I have a question. Do you yes. think people with schizophrenia see stuff that others of us can't see? I know because that's a very debated topic. Really good question. You know? It is an excellent question. And to be completely honest with you, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, and I do not know that much about schizophrenia to be able to really contribute to that answer. Um, but in my best spiritual guess, I would say that they are capable of comprehending certain things on a different level that um, the rest, as you would define, as normal humanity cannot process. Um, they may experience things in different timelines. They may experience things in different personality ways. They may experience things in, as different genders. And and they may or may not remember any or all of it. Uh, it depends highly on the case. It depends highly on, on the degree of the case. And uh, my best spiritual guess is that they are connected somehow equally important to the human experience, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but still, again, not, I'm not clinically qualified to, That's fair. to comment any further. I would think it's probably similar to people who are autistic and the way they view the world, you know, like people in all those different heightened and I would say that I would say that folks with autism have a more controlled output. Uh, I would say that I I think schizophrenics are much more chaotic, Mm -hmm. much more unpredictable. I think autism 
has its hindrances and its blessings. And um, I, I've got an uncle with cerebral palsy. Uh, I, I had a friend uh, that had Asperger's, and I've, I've known that condition very well. And it doesn't make them any less of thinkers. They're brilliant minds. And they can they can bring back and recall dates and times and weather conditions and birth dates of people that have been passed for a thousand years on the day that it happened and it, it's just mystifying the complexity and the recall and the speed of which that it can happen. Um, I think they just lack the basic expression to get it out into the world. And uh, so I would say it's a much more controlled condition. Schizophrenia mm -hmm. being much more chaotic and, and whimsical. I think it's also very interesting with schizophrenia. Um, I'm not clinically like licensed yet, but I'm on that way. But as far as what I know from what I've studied, what's very interesting about schizophrenia is that you're, you go into a completely state of in a different state of mind where you really believe the things that you see or you hear. You bring yeah. yourself because you're in that idea. Your brain is literally making you see that reality. reality. Right. That is exactly what it is. And that's really funny because I just heard us both say reality at the same time. <laughs> just, I'm sorry, I'm fangirling. Anyways, um, weird. <laughs> um, I, I can tell you from experience that it's terrifying at times. It is. It is extremely terrifying because you as a person who is watching this happen, you don't know what to do or what to say because you don't see to their level. And then on top of that, there's different types of schizophrenia that put you into different states of mind. Paranoid schizophrenia, you're going to see a lot of different uh, patients that would uh, report uh, anything from mild to severe hallucinations of like somebody pushing them to do something, constantly looking over their shoulder as if somebody's out to get them. Um, those that have catatonic, uh, those that tend to go catatonic during that have schizophrenia, just freeze. And they can stay like that for however long until their brain decides, okay, I'm done. You know, but that's very interesting because when, if you... Again, they're stuck in a sort of loop where they right. can't come out of it. Right. And, and, and it's mystifying to try and unravel that. Yeah. Because that's that's the brain's wavelengths working at. That's the brain's like the nerves that are firing at a specific way. There's a message that's being told. On top of that, your brain frequencies, the wavelengths, the, the I believe the I think it's alpha, it's delta, it's gamma, and I think it's beta waves that go through your brain. And these are usually the wavelengths that are the frequencies that you're going to see on like MRIs or any of the CAT scans. Like this is what they look at. Neurologists take a look at this and you're firing on all cylinders as it were. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's very interesting because that in itself shows you that you're able to go into a way where you can open up your mind to be able to take in this type of data, right? This these hallucinations, these people that are materializing in front of you, these tangible things that you are able to feel, you know, it, it shows you that your mind is in a way it's being wired in a way where you are able to be receptive to that. And in that way, I agree with you that there may be some con like some connection with the subconscious where you don't really realize that in a way that does Again, that puts you in a place where you can see things, and obviously, in the in in that in that perspective, in that in that in that situation, you don't know what's real and what's fake, and you can't tell people what's real or fake because they already look at you in some type of way. And you, as a chaos witch, you understand that just adds to the chaos. Exactly. Oh, have you ever dealt with somebody who just 
who tells you 50% lies and 50% truth. Yes. And then that's me. You're just caught in a <laughs> state of wonder. You're like, I don't know what the fuck to believe. I'm over yeah. here and I'm over here and I'm over there. And then he's over there mm -hmm. and she's over there. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck is doing who? And mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck to believe. And you go in mini insane. And yes, I understand that because you're caught in a quant constant quantum state. Oh, yeah. It's like Schrodinger's cat. It's like Schrodinger's cat. You don't know. You don't know if it's dead or alive until you open the box itself. It goes into that. It's what you're fucking dealing with is making it impossible to open the goddamn box. It's locked. It's padlocked. There's like five different types of locks on there. There's a combination lock. You got to figure out the word. It's it's a lot. And then handoff because they're not going to give it to you. And then handprint. Right. And then on top of that, when you take the if you even take the look at um, the law of conservation of energy, it says energy cannot be destroyed or created. It only transforms it, you know, and you go you you factor that with quantum physics and you take a look and anything can happen. And it goes and then you bring in manifestation with that and the power of belief and the power of suggestion. And you're getting a whole. Which is why I'm so effing excited about the Her Event Horizon Telescope which just recently took the first cor corroborated photograph of a black hole. Yes, and I did. It's see just mind-blowing, mind-blowing, because you were talking about the conservation of matter. And yes. If photons are caught up in that black hole abyss, and it just kind of kind of proves the multiverse theory that, you know, maybe every little black hole is another big bang on the other fucking side. And right. light that cannot escape that just goes into the next pocket universe. Right. It, it, and, and people uncomfortable when you talk about this at parties <laughs> yeah and it's like most of the times these are the same people when they talk about like oh what is there beyond earth you know and you see these people at parties like talking about there's aliens there's this hang on we're gonna <laughs> hog in the show here i'm, I'm, I'm so sorry violent. i'm looking at the fucking faces of the left i know i'm know. looking at all yeah, three of them one, at the top one of like, my best oh, friends is texting me so like i'm i'm talking to them so i'm sorry but i'm listening i just see ali's face just I, going out cool. I, I, I just don't i don't i want to engage everybody are there any more yeah. audience questions no like, i mean you know, I, I i can definitely agree with what you're saying like uh i feel like i'm always that dude at the parties just talking about weird stuff and space time and and whatnot mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I know we came on for tarot and runes and stuff. And yeah, I'm trying to soak all of this up, you know. <laughs> this is new to me, so I'm trying well, to just fair. absorb it. I'm like Googling some stuff as you guys are talking about it. Like, fact, fact I'm trying to, well, not even fact check, but like, I've heard some things that fascinated me where I'm like, I want to look more into yeah, it. Like, we're just letting like, type in little uh, notes. We're <laughs> like, do. We want to spur the conversation. We want to get people asking questions that haven't been asked before. We want to get people thinking. And it doesn't, it doesn't take the use of drugs. It doesn't take the use of hallucinogens. It just takes a few moments with yourself, you know, just quietly. To think well, of something. we've got about 15 questions. minutes if you want to give a card to Allie and let her know. You want to do something? Oh, you want to do a little, sure. little something? I can, I can also pull my cards out, too. I have them with me. Yeah, yeah. I, I can pull a card for Allie. Let's, pull a card for Allie. Let's, let's see what's up. We got to have okay. Silence. You're welcome, Allie. Okay, let me grab the cards. We have to silence. have intent. So, Allie, what do we want to know about? Surprise me. Surprise you? Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. What energies at this point in time are currently playing with Allie? I would like you to tell me just a little one minute, 60 second blurb about yourself, where you're from, where your family's from, what you do for a living, just quick, what you do. Um, I'm from California. 
Um, I work in healthcare. Which Southern. Which part? Southern California? Southern. Okay, I work in healthcare. Um, I am about to be a nursing student. I have two cats. I don't know what else to say. That's enough. She likes long train rides and uh, small apartments. Oh, look at she that. also eats burnt pizza right. and enjoys Baja Blast. So, got that she doesn't share. Wasi got the Ace of Cups. So I received that last night. So I got Allie that got Ace the, of Cups. Allie got the Ace of Swords. <gasps> Interesting. Can I? I'm not going to say anything. What, no, say something. What does that I'm gonna, mean? I'm going to tell you what it means, but say something. Um, I'm just gonna say that when we did the the card, the impromptu card pulling when we met, um, that was also in the suit of swords as well. So, just wanted to let. Ali, you're about to experience the gift of truth, new awareness, a fresh outlook, renewed clarity of thought and judgment, birth of logic, reason, wisdom, and intellectual force, rational ability. Creation of all activity based on pure thought, power of justice and authority. Seed of victory, a realization that will shed a sudden light on the issue at hand. Challenges that will focus the seeker's awareness. Now, I could pull another card to see what kind of situation you're currently facing. I think I agree. Do it, do it. I struggle. <laughs> Frank's so in. I struggle a lot with my mental health. Um, it's gotten to the point where I feel like it's mostly controlling my life, and I just have no um, control over it. Mm -hmm. So I would like to know. I, I'm getting my cards. I'm getting my cards taken right now. But I just want to say I pulled a digital card for you. I want to see what he pulled. What did he pull? What is that? Materialism. Materialism. It's a major. Interesting. What does that mean? So the, the there's a difference between the cards here, right? Yeah. We got a minor arcana and a major arcana. Major arcana yes. indicate kind of milestones, landmarks, waypoints on your spiritual path, and these are kind of like fillers. What's kind of playing with you in the moment? But what's kind of really controlling you at this point is materialism. And we're gonna explain that it's more than just possessions. Um, it's it's a certain mindset. Number what, 14. Hmm. And I always read from the book because I want my clients to be able to understand that it's not fucking bullshit. Nice. This is what it means. You can read it for yourself. Absolutely. Wazi, Wazi did the same thing for her the other day. That's yeah. exactly what I did. I, I gave her my phone and I was, this is exactly what it says. You take a look because I'm not bullshitting you. <laughs> yeah. I will say one thing though, as, as Zach is pulling his cards, um, I'm getting my cards right now, but I just did a digital pull, like from my database, and I got the three of swords, which basically says suffering and heartbreak stemming from loneliness, rejection, and or betrayal. This card indicates a period of intense suffering. Moments like this sometimes require, sometimes are required in life in order to bring out the strength that we never knew we had within us. So swords is like your suit. That's that's and that, the and third that time. Yeah, it indicates yeah. sorrow, misery, and heartbreak. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's kind of like your. Let's do this. It's yeah, not I in your entire cards. world, though. It's just in a matter of communication. It's like you're yeah. gonna find new ways yes. to communicate. 
And it's not so much, you're going to find frustration with yourself more so than people around you. Because you're not going to be able to, and you know what, at this point in fucking time, sorry that I just had to, had to spurt this out, Jupiter's currently in retrograde, and it's going to be until October 3rd. Yes. And it's breaking yes. down everything that's unhealthy yes. for us. It's clearing yes. the path as it cleared the path for the asteroid belt. You know, mm -hmm. like it's, it's making way for new behaviors and changes and boundaries, new standards and so this is i know you I two gave me a new sense of peace because like what i'm going through right now i just feel like it's never gonna end like it's consuming it's, I, me. Let, me, let me let me finish with materialism all right uh strongly okay. attached to material world self delusions and addictions ignorance stubbornness enforcing boundaries oh the inability to see this one's true purpose crazy. there is no joy in the in the doing if you're too attached to the outcomes so you're not doing things because you're in the moment, you're doing them for the end of the race. Um, dependency. This card placement in the layout will show you where the blockages reside and it was immediately in front of you. The need to see beyond circumstances and reevaluate the situation. So mm -hmm. you may need to question your motives for what you're doing and then reevaluate. Is it really what you want? You it's now i'm not going to anticipate your age but i bet you you're close to 30 and your saturn's return is that you're going to be coming back into your desire to do what you came here for so zach you, you might be conflicting with that go ahead i'm i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but i just want to say i pulled three cards just now as you spoke and they all corroborate what you just said um, if you, if you want me to show, like, if you want, are you, if you're done with your side, I can go ahead on my side and show what I got. Go ahead. And okay. the girl. All right. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I love when this happens. It okay. Proves my fucking point. <laughs> okay. I'm going to show this to the camera. This is the devil reversed. Okay. And I know whenever people pull the devil card, everybody gets, uh, freaked out this is my favorite card by the way and so it's really funny that i ended up but it's very interesting that i pulled this card because of what it says it says i'm gonna read this verbatim it says the shadows of codependency the shadows of codependency enslavement and debt are being cleared and an understanding of what is important and what isn't is once again achieved what are the things that you need to do in order to completely free yourself from your chains and that is the devil reversed then the second card that i pulled was three of pentacles and this is also reversed as well um money or exchange yep and this one is this one basically talks about lack of teamwork disorganization group of conflict or group conflict and this basically says you're putting in more energy than you're receiving right and it's, it's saying that, it's not that you're even asking for anything more than what you deserve but you are looking for an equivalent exchange and it's and it's saying missing camaraderie and collaboration is highlighted here where you should be working together for the service service of a greater good there seems to be more disorganization or self-interest that is getting in the way and then the second card and i'll go into what all of this basically means i'm just giving you the reading as it is right now i'll bet you i could pull out who's doing it go ahead how about you pull that while i while i go well, ahead and while you explain i'm gonna look into what yes. type of energy is Yes. Your action or Go ahead. Go ahead. You pull that while I pull this one. 
This is two of wands. This is also reversed. Keep in mind, all three of your cards came out reversed. And I will just like to say I work in threes. So for this to have worked on the first try with, with corroborating with Zach's statement, and I'm doing this here in real time, um, this shows you that this is actually calling <laughs> everybody that's involved out. So two of wands reversed basically talks about your passion and will have propelled you into a stage where you want to begin making plans but your plans currently are disorganized and you lack key information to progress conversely there may be some fear as you step into the new territories remember that the unknown also has a great potential for reward and for this lack of planning disorganization and black well, bad planning is usually the key themes with this and it's basically all three of these things are saying that you are basically where you need to be you just have to be cognizant and realize it and get rid of anything that is a barrier and you must be cognizant that it is a barrier because some of these things will not appear as a barrier some of these will appear as things that you love things that you Ooh. have always done all the time things habits that you've had people that you've always been with and sometimes these are the people that you need to be cognizant that may be obstacles as well and it can be anything anyone whatever it could be it's just you have to be aware of it and, and you have, have to, to release it at the center of the spinning top if you understand what that metaphor means chaos is going to swirl a hundred thousand miles an hour around you and you're either going to get caught up in the maelstrom and not be able to focus on shit or you're going to find yourself at the eye of that hurricane on the tallest tower just at the center of it looking at all the chaos and picking and choosing which pieces of bullshit you want to pick up today so as she was talking uh the influence that's fucking you up right now is the maiden of cups oh okay and so we're gonna find out who this bitch is. <laughs> i can actually let's 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 see. Let me see if I can pull something that will corroborate that. Let's see. All right, Ali, you got to give all your energy to us. So like, there's somebody in your life currently that has a high influence on you, that has creative potential, may represent a young woman who displays an interest in the arts or spirituality, the attributes of grace and charm, smooth life's bumps, the unwritten sonnet, book or poem, gathering of inspiration, imagination or insight and promise of creativity. Energy channeled in unproductive direction, lack of thought, chances of being a victim of one's own emotional fantasies. There's a need to get in control of emotions, melodramaticities. So you spend too much time thinking about who you should be and much less time thinking about who you want to be. I just want to say I pulled the King of Swords and it also... It corroborates exactly what Zach is saying, and it's basically saying, with a sharp intellect and clarity of mind, the King of Swords is a representative truth and its authority. He cuts through deception and is able to cut with a stern and, stern and calm intellect. He serves as an incorruptible pillar of strength through his calm of mind. And that would be the opposing force to that feminine force who's kind of distracting you. There's a strong masculine force, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a man. It could be a masculine woman. Somebody yes. that you strongly admire as a strong spirit of inspiration, not a fallacy of inspiration, not, not a Kim Kardashian, as you were, but maybe a Serena Williams. Some powerful fucking woman instead of just a lazy influencer. And you said this is a younger woman? 
it represents a young woman, not necessarily a young woman. Just a okay, it, just a young. Well, some, like, some I am pretty lie. masculine. And that that the, the king of <laughs> swords right there, it may indicate your as your actual yeah. fire, your actual power. Yeah. You can discern through the bullshit. And, and that explains a lot. And, and the king of swords doesn't indicate an evil thing. It indicates a passionate and aggressive. Yes. Thing. And so that's that's what you need to harness there is the divine masculine paired with your divine femininity to balance that force, bring it back into unity, and be the bad bitch that you were born to be. There it is. I like it. And that was corroborated too. Everything that was done in real time, that was corroborated from both ends here. So. And there you go. And we're, we're it's a good, separated thousands of miles. It's, 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 it's a, a pretty good reading. Do you guys want to... We got about 10 minutes to, for you guys to wrap it up with Allie if, you, if there's any last part of that. I think Allie's or... rap, she needs to simmer. I'm impressed, you know, by what a lot of you guys said, you know, it's a lot to hear at once, especially when it's the truth, and I like to sugarcoat things, so, you know, the fact that there's no sugarcoating, it's like, and and that hurts, but it's true. Is ancient shamans, they would, they would take their, their magic mushroom potions, their, their hallucinogenic drinks and go through the suffering they would pass it through their own system and and then urinate it into a uh, into a jug and then share it with a tribe this was uh, not everybody but the soma tribe in particular um they would take the magic mushrooms the shaman the medicine man he would suffer the poison of it and then share the vision with his tribe or his warriors and that's what shamans do we take on the pain and we heal others with the blood of our own wounds. And it's not its not to be a pious thing. It's not to be a, a martyr of any sorts. It's just a matter of, I have bled for this before, and this was my path to healing. And it's not a fucking easy one. You need to look inside of yourself, address darkness that's there, address trauma that has hindered your progress, get back on the fucking horse, and ride again, sir, or madam, awesome. or whatever it is. And, a lot of folks don't even, they don't like to hear it put that way, that blunt truth, because the, the worst thing you're ever going to face is that is you. Mirror. It's you. You are your worst enemy. And that's Absolutely. the reality of it. And is you're your own worst critic. Nobody stops you more than you and nobody will push you more than you because at the end of the day, influence and the power of suggestion can do their things and, you know, seeds can sprout, but you're the one that's going to be watering them and you're the ones that are going to be taking out the roots from them. So and, that's... And I, I love I love Alan Watts's... Uh, you listen to Alan Watts? <laughs> there, uh, yeah, you uh, there you go. Specifically, I, I love the outwitting the devil when he, when he goes on to explain, you know, the... That, that entertains all the students and then they're disgusted because they find out that he smokes cigarettes yes. and, yes. and he finds out that oh wait he's, he has a couple of mistresses and yes. you know he preaches this love and light and wholeness but he's himself kind of a little flawed and then people leave by the droves and only a couple of few stay and whatnot and he said well if he didn't have these earthly attachments he would simply disapparate he would yeah he's to be the yeah. human things that make us human is I'm, I'm perfection I'm very intrigued then, with the way he explains and, duality. And then he goes on to explain that if you're ever going to hope to outwit the devil, it's imperative that you never give him any prior notice. And what does that mean? Where does the devil live? Inside of all of us. 
You can't have a second thought or even a primary thought. You just have to change the behavior. And you have to be weak of ego in order to be really doing that consciously. Yes. You yes. have to be free of the attachment of self in order mm -hmm. to say, this, this is fucked up, this is fucked up. I can't do all of this all at once, but I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then maybe next time I'm here, I'll address this, this, and that. But I agree. That, that's the deal here, is that ego keeps us ignorant and violent. And we have to free ourselves from that in order to evolve. I agree. Definitely agree. I, a question or two from the audience. I can't wait to see what they're saying. We, we don't have it. The, the actual chat has been quiet, so there's nothing. There. Yeah. People are watching, but not yeah, questioning. I think they're just listening. They're just taking in all this information. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. Did they just read the same cards? Yeah, they're probably like, there's some bullshit here. They probably came up with there's this. Some, there's some chicanery going on. Absolutely not. Nobody except me had even met Zach before today. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's very true. And we haven't even met in person. In person yet. You're right. We've just been in Zach's way out on the East Coast. And, oh, wow. That was it. Yeah. We're on the East Coast. So, yeah. I'm hailing from Connecticut, but I'm a Boston boy, born and bred. So <laughs> <Nice>. Okay. <laughs> fuck you, Townie. <laughs> I mean, and he's, you know, you, you, if you couldn't tell, he's from Boston. <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell at all. <laughs> if there Guess was ever what? A of people who never did cared twice about delivering the honest truth it was those guys <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh but i would also like really suggest to you ali to like take some time and like sit on that and like let it simmer like they said meditate a little bit on it like once you kind of think about it and like have kind of a clearer thought process on it sit and really like meditate on what you can do to do exactly what they said of taking those two energies and, and pulling them together to move past where you're at. But that's like one of the biggest things after a reading that I always try and do is really like sit and meditate on it. And like, you know, the nice thing is it was all recorded so you can listen to it again. And yeah, you're, you're about to blossom into a, a beautiful explosion of woman. Yeah, I... it, doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that you're going to have to wear polka dot dresses and stay at home and cook and raise kids and shit. You can do whatever the fuck you want and... with the confidence of a shield maid. And, and that's that's very that up on our next segment. That's, <laughs> I, I think that I definitely agree with both Leia and Zach. I think like I want to say understand that everything that we say is not necessarily to call you out. It's to call out that barrier or that obstacle that is stopping you from being yes. you. And you, Ali, have a lot of potential. You are very intelligent and you have so many so many different ambitions that i think we all can attest to and we've seen and i think it is unfortunate frank stop making that face and i think and i think and i think don't worry like, and it's, it's true it's okay and i you know a lot of yeah, go ahead. Validation, validation through partners and you know yes. I, like i'd be the last one to speak of it i myself would seek validation through partners but it's really about finding that fire within and saying, you know what, this is what I bring to the fucking table. This is and who I am. And you know what, it, it's you're you should be so lucky to sit at my table, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and you know what? I'm going to actually he, Zach brought up a really good point that I'm just going to like end on is that we always and, and I've seen this. I've experienced this seeking validations from your partner or from the one that you love the most 
and being there in a way where that obscures you thinking that you're helping them or that you're being there for them when really you are doing anything but for you or yourself or for yourself or for the other person. And I can tell you right now from seeing my husband's previous relationships, from seeing the things that, you know, everybody's went through, you are where you're supposed to be and you're going to go through such an amazing transformation. And I think, and that's very interesting. He brought that up because I was just talking about this with Raul um, on Saturday. Oh dear. That's crazy. On Saturday, I literally said, I said, you know what? Allie's in a place in her life where she's going to figure things out and she's going to make it work for herself and she's going to get where she needs to go. And I remember saying this after meeting you guys, and this corroborates that exact thing that we were all talking about here. And this is what I really was kind of trying to bring up all in today's episode is just kind of how it all comes together, how the universe is all out there. It all connects. We had no idea that Wazi and Zach were going to like <laughs> fucking connect on such a level and be like on the same brainwave through the whole fucking episode. But uh, I think we may have to have you come back sometime maybe and do readings for people or something. People could call in. Maybe it'd be a fun extracurricular activity sometime. I'd be honored to. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to have you. I would definitely like to keep in contact with you as well. And yeah. Also, a little more public, Pick your brain. public yeah. conversation. And yeah, anybody who wants my information, just spread it out. You know, you got my link. I sure will. I sure will. Well, let's do closing thoughts then, because I think we have had a pretty successful fucking episode. I think so, too. Definitely. Hopefully, Allie thinks so. <laughs> I do. We kind of threw a lot on her. <laughs> closing thoughts? Who, yeah, who wants to go first? I feel like Allie has got a lot to kind of meditate on. <laughs> I do. With, but I think Wazi is kind of in a chaotic state of excitement right now. She's got a she's got a mix of cosmic awareness, horniness, and craziness. That is, she's gonna about to take a leap onto something that's gonna trigger. And I want to know what it triggers and what thought you came up with after it happens next time that we speak. I, I, we need to, we need to keep in contact. <laughs> this is very interesting. Yeah. Leah, thank I you so much it. for having me. Like, uh, it, it was you who connected this and invited me, and I'm, I'm just very honored to be able to speak to you. To such length, I just figured you guys would be talking. I might be commenting, you know, but it turned into a fucking expert. Yeah. <laughs> just thank you so much, and I appreciate yeah. it. And, uh, anytime, I'm, I'm available. Awesome. Well, my closing thought is, Zach, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for teaching us a lot of new things. And no. thank you for considering it wisdom. It is what we make it. So if it, if it struck a chord with you, then I'm, I'm happy to help. So I hope I can help again. Very true. Uh, I will say my closing thought is going to be that <clears throat> the same way that this whole thing connected and the way the universe does, I love the way that my life connects. And I found Zach through a mutual friend who has connected me with somebody else who is connect. you know, like, I love being able to connect these everybody to someone who might be able to help them further themselves to get to that point. Because let me tell you, when you have those aha moments in your meditations, in your personal walk, for me, it's been in a lot of chakra work. Like, it's mind blowing. So to help anybody with that, I fucking adore it. And, and that's another thing you mentioned is the mind walking, the soul walking. And anybody who's messing around with mushrooms, my best recommendation is to, again, tiptoe until you're comfortable, but don't diddle the dose too long. 
and space it out in between, but do it alone. Because, you know, it's one thing to take a gram and then go out for the night and, and have a social evening. That's a different type of science, you know, but if you're looking for the spiritual experience, really dark room by yourself, plan your trip. It's going to take about six hours and, you know, just do it with the lights off and you alone with your thoughts and discover yourself, discover your own creativity, discover your own self, and then start asking questions. Find your own answers. We live in an age where we have digital access to every fucking thing we could ever know. And don't be sold on confirmation bias. Don't look at the first Google search that you come up with. Get your information from many fucking sources and make your own decisions, kids. Jesus effing Christ, we need to be critical thinkers <laughs> if we're gonna save the future. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, how about you, Frank? Uh, well, I learned a lot, and I feel like it's going to make the working relationship a lot stronger, and I think that it's going in a great direction, and yeah, uh, definitely definitely uh, got, a good, uh, <laughs> got a good direction to go forward. <laughs> learned a lot tonight, and I got to say, it's, it's going to be enjoyable to listen to this meeting back, you know, to, to yes. re-listen to it, so... Uh, yeah. I know, I'm gonna, I can't wait. Tomorrow, I, usually I like wait a couple days and I still haven't listened to last week's episode. I'm gonna listen to this week. I'm just, I'm gonna listen to this one first. Yeah. Let me know as soon as it's ready to listen to it. Uh, it'll be probably tomorrow around noon or so. Depend. It, it yeah. really depends on how fast Wazi can write the summary. Oh, I'll write it right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> While it's all still burning in her brain. Oh, yes. That's right. Excellent. All right. Wazi's epic motivated. Yeah. All right, All right, Leah. Guys, thank you again. Good night. Be safe and terminate when you deem fit. Go ahead. <laughs> Take us out, Leah. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, thanks to Zach, Frank, Allie, and Wazi for all your wisdom also. And uh, can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Good night. Bye. Make smart choices. <laughs> yes. All right, we're we're done. We're good. <laughs> the stream's dead. Yeah, it's it's the done. stream's gone. Woohoo! Yeah. I'm gonna go to bed since I have to wake up at four. Same here. But you guys can hang out if you want. Anybody else have an orgasm? A little bit. I don't want to say anything. Just a little bit. Oh my god. See you guys. Good night.